Hey, what's going on, everyone? It is Brian, and welcome to another episode of the Brian Kenny Podcast. This is episode number 26, and this episode is going to be all around a little bit of a month in review. So for the past four weeks, I've been trying to form new habits, and I've been really actively looking and tracking at how I'm living my life, both in a business perspective and in a personal life perspective. And I'm kind of going to deconstruct the different elements and spew out everything that I've learned. Um, So the first point is that I have greatly reduced my office hours. That is the amount of time that I spend in the mini corp office. I've changed it from what used to be, I would say, getting to the office at around eight or half eight and leaving the office at around five or six. I now get to the office at around eight o'clock in the morning and I leave the office on average at around three o'clock or half three. The main reason for that is I really believe that reducing the amount of um, stress that I'm putting on myself is offering more clarity and focus in so many different respects. I seem to have more headspace and more awareness and more ability to understand what's going on and make great decisions by reducing the amount of stress that I'm putting on myself. There's actually no requirement for me to be there past three o'clock or half three anyway. So I get that time to spend to myself, go for a walk around the city, uh, jump on the dark, get home, see my kids, whatever that might be. But reducing my hours has had a significant improvement to me. It also allows me to go and to meet new people, which I think is a strong and large part of business in general. You know, you got to, you have to go and network, you have to meet new people. You've no idea what different doors, different people will open for you. And so, you know, getting to have those conversations is a really healthy, strong thing. So even though I I will be in the city from eight o'clock until three or half three, the majority of my time will actually be spent around coffee shops and WeWork or, you know, different offices, having great conversations with people, talking about what Minicorp is trying to obtain in the long term and short term, and also trying to help in any way that I can those other companies, um, you know, by way of experience or, or anything that I can do for them. I think just being around good, strong people is a really healthy thing for me to do. Um, Point two is that what I've noticed is that growth motivates me and I've always I've always kind of been aware of this but it's really become apparent in the last month for example if I don't see some element of growth in one of the things that I'm doing I become extremely demotivated and unhappy and when I do see growth happening in in elements it really you know, it props me up and I'm ready to go and I'm fired up and I'm like, okay, let's let's do better next month or, or let's keep that growth going or whatever that might be. I need to have that growth in my life and I need to see things incrementally um, growing. Points that I've seen growing this month have been the podcast. So the podcast is growing at a at a really fast rate. And I'm not, you know, I'm not ignorant to the fact that that rate will plateau at some point or you know, you're going to have good months and bad months, etc. But it's just great to see that all of the time and effort that I'm putting into the podcast, it's it's for the people that are listening to it, you guys, but it's also very much for myself as well, because it helps me to understand my thoughts and it helps me to just lay everything out on the table and go, 
okay, Brian, over the last month, what's happened and how do you feel about it? Um, so it's almost like an element of therapy that I have to talk to everybody out there and say what's going on and hopefully people learn from it. But the growth within the podcast has been extremely inspiring and motivating. And so a big thank you to everyone who tunes in and listens and also to all of the people who have been actively pushing it out on blogs and social media and so on. Really, really appreciate it. The next big growth factor has been in my running. So I've had this kind of love-hate relationship with running for, for a year or so now. I'm getting healthier um, and I'm running better and faster. But what I've noticed is that I need I need a goal. And so what I've done is I've signed up to a to a 10k, which I'm going to get into in more in, in another point very soon. But the growth in my running has increased, and because of that, I've become hugely motivated by it. Um, and I'll I'll deconstruct that and I'll tell you more about what running means to me. It's not really about the physical exercise, although it is an element, um, but there's other other parts to it. Next big growth factor has been within meditation. So I guess going back to point one and reducing my office hours and having more clarity by reducing my my push and my hustle and my go, go, go from like 150% down to 80%, I would say, that 20% is now spent on, you know, really understanding what's going on in my life, trying to make great educated decisions on you know, what I should do in order to challenge myself or push myself forward, etc. And meditation has helped me hugely in that regard, especially an app called Headspace. Um, I've done the basics element of Headspace now. You've logged about seven or 800 minutes within Headspace. Um, and I've moved into one of their categories for anxiety. And what I've noticed is that you know, in my life in general, it's not that I'm constantly anxious, but the way I will move from one task to another can be greatly driven by the anxiety that's in my life. So when that email pops into my inbox or when somebody sends me a text or calls my phone, the propensity for me to just get up and jump over and say, okay, I got to go and fix that problem right now. I got to I gotta uh, put out that fire. Go, go, go. Don't stop. Don't stop. It's huge. Versus if you kind of take a deep breath, review the situation, make sure that it's not affecting what priorities or, or what to do's you would set for that day and really understand, is it them that's getting really stressed out about this problem? Does it really require you to drop everything that you're doing right now in order to, to fix that problem? And just having an overall better relationship with anxiety, you know, that I'm in control versus it being in control. So meditation in general has helped me to get a better grasp on my mind in general and and being able to understand what's happening in my mind. I'm never going to get rid of anxiety. It's a part of life. But being able to deal with it and having a good relationship with it will allow me to grow. So I cannot recommend Headspace enough. Start putting in those time. I would say the big things would be try to do it on a consistent basis. So now that I get the train into work every day for 10 minutes, the minute I jump on the train, I do my meditation um, through earphones, sitting on it, whatever. So try to be consistent in how you want to do it. And then the final point in growth has been in my reading. Um, again, a bit of a love-hate relationship with reading, but 
it's really, really positively affected me. I think, you know, the way you do weights for your muscles in the gym, reading is very similar for your mind. I think it, it's like strength or endurance training or just feeding your mind with different stories and tales and everything. And it's not the same as watching YouTube videos or it's not the same as watching movies or anything. There's something, there's some element within reading that the retention of information and the way that the information is given to you, your brain seems to really react positively to it. And also, you know, if you're, I would encourage everyone to an hour before bed to turn off all of your screens, pick up a book or pick up uh, your Kindle or whatever, something that doesn't have one of those fluorescent screens and read it for 30 minutes and kind of slowly ease yourself into a lovely sleep. Because sleep has such a positive, huge impact on your next day that really spending time to focus on how that sleep is occurring would be a, I would encourage you to do that. Okay, point three is in running. Okay, so what, what has happened with me in the whole running thing is I've realized that my running time is both fuck you time so what I mean by that is it's time where I'm pushing myself, like physically really pushing myself. My body's saying, Brian, come on, you absolute crazy person. You can't do another kilometer. You're, you're mad. Stop this. You're going to kill us. I'm going to fall over. You're going to die. Do you want to go to the hospital? You know, like all of this kind of stuff. Your brain gives you so many reasons as to why you can't go further or, you know, that back part of your brain, that limbic system, that that part of the brain that's very hard to change um, into a new habit. I think running has now impacted that and it's it's gotten to a stage where that element of, you know, okay, fuck it, fuck it, I can go faster, I can do it again, I can go, go, go. That That really has a positive impact on me. And the other element is that it's totally my idea time. I don't know what it is about exercise. I think I read somewhere that it um, generates new brain cells or something. I'm not sure. I need to. I need to research that a little, a little bit harder or a little bit better. But running, I will just have these random epiphanies that will come into my mind and go, "Why don't you do this?" or "Why don't you do that?" And I'll be honest. The majority of times, these are some of the best ideas that I've ever had. It's only been a month, and I'm writing them all down. But sweet lord. There's some pretty awesome ideas in there and I can't wait to get stuck in. And so going back to my my second point in growth and running, I've set myself a goal and the goal is to do this nighttime run that's happening at the end of April here in Dublin in Ireland. And it's a 10 kilometer run. I've never done or never been able to run 10 kilometers before. And so what I'd be doing is slowly staging up the time, like going four kilometers, five kilometers, six kilometers, and week on week on week, increasing the the endurance ability of my body to be able to tackle the next kilometer the following week and the following week. And it's working. Today is actually the first day that I've ever ran seven kilometers and didn't die. And also, you know, you know, I'm really... I'm really happy that I can do that. Like, that's a really big deal for me. You know, it's only seven kilometers. And, you know, when you're out there running on a Saturday morning, you see these other people and they're running around. And this woman just flipping zoomed past me. And I don't know what speed she was going, but it was like akin to a car or something. She was going so fast. And I was like, I'm okay with that. I'm okay. I'm just going to, 
going to take my time, going to get my seven kilometers. And I did. And I'm really happy that I did. Next week is eight. End of April is going to be 10. This is going to be good. So that's going again, I guess, towards that, that growth that motivates me. It's increasing and I'm really happy about that. Okay, the next point of what has been happening in my last month has been being more focused and setting more obtainable goals. I read in a book recently from a gent by the name of Brian Wong, who set up a company called Keep, K-I-I-P. I was reading his book and there is one part of it that really stands out to me. And what he's saying is that, you know, you can't pit yourself against the Elon Musk and the Steve Jobs of this world. To do so is just silly. Like it, it doesn't make any sense. And what you should be putting yourself against or, or competing against is your nearest competitor. And he tells the story about, you know, two guys being in, a, in the woods and a bear is coming, is running after them. And one of, the, one of the guys gets up and he's starting to run and he's running. And he's going, Charlie, Charlie, what are you doing? And Charlie's putting on his runners. He said, you're never going to outrun that bear. And Charlie turns around and he goes, yeah, I don't have to outrun the bear. I just have to outrun you. And that makes so much sense to me in business, in, in everything, in so many different aspects. That, you know, so many people get caught up, especially in the world that we live in right now, get caught up with this, I have to make a huge societal impact on the world or I have to change something of, of great importance and significance and everything. Just spend time with your spell with uh, spend time with yourself spend time understanding what you're passionate about what you care about what you love in the world what you don't love in the world experience and challenge yourself because that will unlock this whole other thing that you realize that you know what what I really want to do is I want to do this or I want to do that like in minicorp where I don't think we're even aware of the different competitors that are locally or globally there's companies that we love and aspire to and think are really, really cool and great and they motivate us. But we're not necessarily, you know, out there going, okay, let's do a SWOT analysis and let's see what our strengths, weaknesses, opportunities and threats are. What we do instead is we just kind of, we, we do the best job we possibly can. We build products and, and we do it really, really well. We learn from ourselves. We cross-pollinate information amongst the team. And we just spend time doing that. And we're getting better and stronger. But what I've realized is I love being around other tennis players who are better than me. Because I learn from them so much more than I learn from, from other people. So find great inspirational people Find people who are doing things and changing things and people that motivate you. Find people who are just that little bit better so that when you're playing tennis, you're getting stronger, you're improving and you're challenging yourself. Um, the other things what we're doing right now is that I'm just setting goals for a month on month basis. And these are extremely obtainable. Bo- these are extremely obtainable goals. For example, in April... The whole goal and and for the company alongside of like the current project workload and everything that we have within Minicorp is to do two things, is to move to WeWork and to finish our branding. So right now we're doing a full rebranding exercise with a company called Workgroup and we're, you know, that's going to change our identity. It's going to, it's going to provide a new, it's, 
it's basically going to layer us up. We're going to be a new company. We're going to be more professional. We're going to have this whole rebrand and identity. And we're all so excited about that. Plus, we're going to have this new ecosystem. We're going to move into WeWork. We're going to move into this place that will have lots of different startups and people and events and things for us to people for us to meet and things for us to do and to give back to the community and to to essentially just to help Minicorp to grow. And then in May, we're just going to do one trip to a European city. Perhaps all of the Minicorp team goes. We set up back-to-back meetings. We pick one city and we figure out if Minicorp was to grow outside of Dublin and go to Berlin or Stockholm or Lisbon or whatever, what would that look like? What's the culture like within that city? What's the startup ecosystem like within that city? And WeWork will help us to do that because they will invariably have a WeWork office in one of these cities as well. So we can just get set up and get ready to roll for that week. So setting those very obtainable goals allows the entire team to be motivated and and, and to see progress happen month on month on month and to feel that we're really building an excellent company. Personally, what I do, staying focused and setting obtainable goals, is every morning I set an extremely simple to-do list, like three things that I know I could probably get done by 11 a.m. But I know that when I tick those three things off, I don't know why I can't say my T's right now. When I tick those three things off, I can, you know, like I'm pumped. I'm going, okay, anything else that I do today now is going to be like a layer upon this. I'm kicking today's ass. And I love that. And then finally, the last point in the month in review is being present. So by reducing my workload and reducing the level of stress in my life, I feel that I'm becoming far more present in the people and my surroundings. When I come home to spend time with my kids, when I'm having conversations with people in work, just in a very general, broad perspective, I feel that I'm far more present. I'm listening to what the person is saying. My mind isn't jumping around all over the place and going, what about that email and that WhatsApp? And what about that message that came in on Facebook Messenger and so on? I'm literally, I'm just, I'm focused. And the reason that that's happened is because I've I've turned off pretty much every single notification on my Apple Watch bar iMessage. And I've removed email, the Gmail app completely from my phone. And I've turned off pretty much all of the notifications on my phone. Every time that I pick my phone up now, the lock screen is blank. And for a long time, I thought that my phone was broken or, you know, it took my brain like two or three seconds to go, oh yeah, you turned off the things. But it's so strange because instead of me putting the phone in the desk and having the conversation with the person and then seeing my phone kind of light up and close down and light up and close down like a Christmas tree, I now, like I'm there and I'm present and I'm listening and I'm having great meaningful conversations with these people and then I'm also not losing overall time by having to rehash these conversations. So the person may tell me something and if I'm not present and I'm more, you know, thinking about other things in work or my phone, the next time we meet, they'll have to tell me the whole story again. And that for them makes me look like an absolute asshole because I didn't listen to them. And second of all, they're like, why Why am I even bothering with this? So just overall, the, the depth of having more presence in your conversations and saying, if I'm going to have a meeting or if I'm going to 
go and meet this person. I'm going to promise myself to be present and to be more stringent with my time. You know, maybe these aren't all of great conversations to be having or I don't need to have all these meetings, whatever. Just the ones that you do commit to have the responsibility to actually be present and to listen to them, I think. It would be a really good one. Okay, that is it for the month end review. And I want to thank everyone for listening. And I would really appreciate it if you give it a, a nice little review on iTunes and give it the old, uh, the old five stars or whatever, whatever you think is actually great. And thank you to everyone for listening. I love you all. Cheers. Bye.